0: Did you know that Jesus was Jewish? You might be asking, what does that mean for your Christian faith? Watch today and discover how understanding the Jewish roots of your faith
1: and your connection to Israel and the Jewish people can transform your life and the way you read the Bible. Coming up on Jewish Voice. Shalom and welcome to Jewish Voice. I'm Jonathan Burnus, and I wanna thank you for joining us today. As we approach the end of the year, I know that many of you are probably looking forward to Christmas. However, Jesus himself actually celebrated a different holiday, the Feast of Dedication, also called Hanukkah. Now you may be somewhat familiar with the story of Hanukkah, but today we're going to answer some questions that you may have always wondered, like why does Hanukkah last eight days? Ezra Benjamin is joining me once again today Ezra, before we answer that question, let's set the historical context for Hanukkah. I'm going to turn it over to you to do that. Sure. A nine branch uh, menorah called
0: a Hanukkah. We have one right here. Or, you know, the dreidel that's spun. Or, you know, in our European Jewish tradition, potato latkes. I can, you know, I can smell it in in, uh, uh, my memories now growing up those potato pancakes and this winter festival. And all of those things are part of the tradition, but they're not in large part actually part of the original context of what became known during Jesus' day as the Feast of Dedication and later, later the Festival of Lights. So. Uh, What we do know, Jonathan, is that Hanukkah, the events that became the the Feast of Dedication Hanukkah actually happened during what's called the intertestamental period. And what we mean by that is uh, this gap of several hundred years between when the last of the Old Testament or the Jewish scriptures are written, uh, ending with the book of Malachi, and then when the New Testament begins with Jesus' birth and the announcement of it. So in about the second century BC, as we've seen repeated throughout history, The Jewish people come under persecution, not only their religious practices but also their very existence. And uh, the the Greek armies, who were in charge of much of the known world of that day in that time, uh, actually march into Jerusalem and, as kind of a, a stick it to you against the Jewish people, they sacrifice a pig on the altar in the temple. So they desecrate the temple, this holiest site in Judaism where the presence of God dwelt, where Jewish men and women. Uh, were, were worshiping the Lord, in this temple, they sacrifice a pig. We know in, according to the Torah, according to Jewish law, that a pig is, of course, unclean. It's not to be eaten and certainly not to be brought into the temple. And so this pig, pig's blood renders the temple unusable for worship. Now, some of the more zealous, uh, God-fearing men in Israel called the Maccabees said, this is the last straw. And they rise up and this ragtag army of only several hundred Maccabeans actually drives back and drives out this occupying force representing a major world empire. And so they have this really miraculous world victory. And now what to do about rededicating the temple? And as the story goes, they come back to the temple, they literally clear the dead bodies out, but the temple is ceremonially unclean. To restore worship, and one of the elements that's central in temple worship we see in the Jewish scriptures, in the Torah, is that a lampstand called a menorah had to be lit, and it had to be lit uh, continually. Now there was only enough oil to light this lampstand for one day, and as the story goes, as the historical records indicate, this one day's worth of oil to keep this lamp burning to re to reinstitute worship in the temple in Jerusalem, miraculously lasts for eight days, which is more than enough time. To formally rededicate the temple and reinstitute worship. So you have a couple things going on. You have a military victory, and you have this miraculous expansion of something which was not enough into something which is more than enough so the temple can be rededicated. And yeah, that's well, how we kind of get the we'll name of the We'll break this down dedication. a
1: little bit, really well told uh, sure. in such a short time. Uh, just a few things that I want to highlight that you mentioned to summarize. Right. First, we don't find this in the Old Testament, correct? Because this takes place after the the Old Testament is canonized, right? So the books of the Hebrew Scriptures right. are now codified. That's right. And in this period, you, the intertestamental period, Israel is once again overrun. Right. Uh, their their captors uh, are demanding that they bow down and worship other gods, exactly. which is forbidden in Judaism. Exactly. And there's a revolt. Right. Uh, so that revolt, the Maccabean revolt, That's right. ends in victory—a victory that we celebrate That's to right. this day. Yes. Okay. But it's interestingly in the New Testament, not in the Old. Exactly. The Feast of Dedication is mentioned in the New, in, in, in the Book of John. The, the second thing is the temple is desecrated, as you mentioned. Right. So it's it's when, rendered useless. They're right. No longer. Able to continue sacrifices, and after they gain victory, which is an absolute miracle that we celebrate totally. again, a ragtag tag army, likely the first guerrilla warfare that we see used mm-hmm. in history. Right. Uh, and God is behind the scenes, of course, orchestrating mm-hmm. all this. Mm-hmm. The temple is rededicated, That's so right. it's the feast of dedication. It's really the feast of rededication. Exactly. They're, they're rededicating the temple, and. Th- they have this dilemma, right? Right. They don't have enough oil to render new oil. That's right. So we have the miracle of the oil burning for eight days, which answers the question, why Hanukkah lasts for eight days? That's right. Right? And there's another
0: reason actually, Jonathan, and we don't have much time, but let me throw it in. If you look at the historical records from maybe the first or second century AD after after Yeshua's uh, death and resurrection, Uh, the rabbis begin to disagree on why the holiday's eight days. And some people actually said it's because the Maccabeans celebrated the Feast of Tabernacles, Sukkot, for a week plus that eighth day after the Feast of Sukkot. Uh, because they couldn't do it during the war against the uh, the occupying army, the war against the Greeks. And so one rabbi says, no, no, it's a celebration of Sukkot a couple months late. Another says, no, no, it's because the oil lasted for eight days. Who's right and who's wrong? In Jewish tradition, we agree to disagree. But nonetheless, the course, festival the is per- eight days.
1: The prevailing belief is that we have the miracle of expansion of the oil. Right Now, it's interesting to note that the menorah, is seven branched. Right. This menorah is different. That's right, that's it's, nine. It's nine branched. Right. We're gonna talk about that, yeah. but it's, it's eight days, but there's an additional eight plus candle. one. Eight plus one, we'll talk about the plus one. Uh, a bit later because that's that's an important point also
0: we're also going to talk about how we see jesus yeshua celebrating hanukkah in the temple in john 10 in just a minute as well but before we even get there you know jonathan i'm thinking of something you say so often without hanukkah there could be no christmas and by that you mean that without hanukkah the jewish people not only would the temple have been destroyed But the Jewish people if the Greeks had their way may have been destroyed. And so God's faithfulness to intervene miraculously time after time through military victories or otherwise and preserve the Jewish people was essential to there being a Messiah born of the Jews. Exactly.
1: If you look at the history of the Jewish people, you see repeatedly efforts to destroy them. You have Pharaoh. In Egypt, t- destroying all males, right? right, to to keep the deliver from coming. Mm-hmm. You have a people that are subjugated, right, that are eventually uh, 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 there's attempts to exterminate them. You have Herod, you have repeated conquest. When you go to Jerusalem, it's it's about arche- the archaeology right. of a city that is repeatedly destroyed and rebuilt, repeatedly destroyed and rebuilt. So you have the Jewish people being taken captive repeatedly or being uh, subjugated in their own territory. That's right. So Hanukkah is really a celebration of supernatural victory. Ezra, what are the odds that a ragtag group of several hundred could defeat a world power? Totally. It, it's, it's simply impossible. It's possible but by God.
0: Amen and we see because that is nothing's you said,
1: impossible for God
0: repeated throughout history certain destructions uh, laid out militarily according you know according to the empires of the world for the Jewish people and yet the Jewish people live on and you know Hanukkah is is a celebration but it's not just a
1: celebration of the expansion of oil it's a celebration of miraculous deliverance and survival let's just rewind a few hundred years right. you have the the northern and the southern kingdom The northern kingdom is taken captive by the Assyrians. We don't have any record of their return. The southern kingdom uh, uh, of Judah is taken captive into Babylon in 586. They return and rebuild the temple and then they're overrun by the Greeks. And the temple's destroyed again. It's desecrated and now they're reinstituting the sacrificial system, Mm -hmm. the priesthood, This is God's fulfillment of his promise that as long as the sun shines by day and the moon and stars shine by night, they decree God's sovereign preservation of the people of Israel. Amen. But by God. That's right. Yeah.
0: We want to get you one of these nine-candled Hanukkiahs, a menorah, if you will, with nine candles instead of the normal seven
1: as a thank you for standing with us today. And consider becoming a monthly partner as well, a shalom partner. We'll send you the Hanukkiah. We'll send you a little booklet I did on Hanukkah. We have some other materials we want to get into your hands. Please don't miss this opportunity. Here's how to get involved.
2: It's the time of year to celebrate God's faithfulness, revealed through so many miraculous victories. Hanukkah, Feast of Dedication. That's actually the name of a booklet by Jonathan Burnus that explains the origin of the holiday and how it relates to Christmas. You'll want to keep it close by as you light your very own Hanukkah. Pewter-toned with gold-toned accents, this nine-branched menorah. An original design exclusive to Jewish Voice Ministries will be a focal point of your own Hanukkah celebration. For your gift of $40 to support the ministry and work of Jewish Voice, Jonathan will send you both the booklet and the inspiringly beautiful Hanukkiah. Choose to become a new monthly Shalom Partner for $50 a month or more, and we'll send you a beautiful crystal dreidel The Hebrew letters on the four sides say, a great miracle happened here. Inside the dreidel is a vial of oil commemorating the Hanukkah miracle of lighting the temple for eight full days. New Shalom partners will receive the booklet, the Hanukkah, and this beautiful dreidel, ready to celebrate the festival of lights. It would be our joy this holiday season to welcome you as a new Shalom partner and be assured your financial support in these troubled times goes much further than you could even imagine.
1: One of the best ways that you can live out your calling as a Christian is to be a witness to the Jewish people as a committed monthly Shalom partner. When you give monthly 100% of your donations, will go directly to our ministry work. Let's work together in seeing all Israel saved so we can be the greatest witness of Jesus the world has ever known. Please prayerfully consider joining us as a Shalom Partner today.
2: Gifts from Shalom Partners go 100% toward ministry work. Please call this toll-free number. Friendly operators will answer all your questions scan the QR code, or mail your most generous gift to the address on the screen. If you prefer, you can give securely online at jewishvoice.tv. On behalf of the many Jewish people standing on the threshold of eternity, thank you so much.
1: We're talking about Hanukkah, uh, some questions that uh, are yet to be answered. Before we get back into the discussion, I wanna take a moment to say thank you to all of our Shalom partners. Your prayers and monthly support allow us to continue sharing the gospel with Jewish people and their neighbors around the world. We could not do this without your help. So thank you. It is so appreciated on behalf of all of us at Jewish Voice. We are so grateful to you, That's right. for you. Ezra. The unanswered question, we have the Hanukkah. The, right. the typical menorah is is seven-branched. That's right. Uh, celebrating God's creation, mm-hmm. right? Seven-day creation. But the Hanukkah, the Hanukkah menorah, is nine-branched. Eight, we've already discussed, celebrate the miracle of the expansion of the oil right. burning for eight days. But there's nine. And by the way, we want to send you this without the candles, we're not including the candles. I keep getting the signs, candles not included. That's it, not included. Yeah, batteries not not included. included. Talk about the ninth.
0: Sure, well as you said, the eight are to represent that the oil lasted eight days, but there's this ninth candle, and depending on which Hanukkah you might have seen, or you have in your home, maybe it's on the side, maybe it's in the center, but it's usually a little higher than the others, or set aside distinct from the others, and that's the candle that you have to start with. And the idea is the other eight candles can't light themselves, Jonathan. There has to be a candle that lights all the others. There has to be one that begins the light that gives light to all the others. And that candle is called the shamash in Hebrew. And literally that means the servant candle. I hope you're seeing what we're seeing. One called the servant even though it may be higher than the others and distinct, actually serves all the others and it's the light that gives light to all the others.
1: This is what I love about Hanukkah as a Jewish believer in Jesus. Right. S- standing around the Hanukkiah with my family, with right. my little girls, not so little anymore, one's about to head off to college, but we're lighting the, sh- yeah. the shamish, the servant candle, yeah. and that servant candle is lighting the others and we're recalling and... And confessing that Yeshua is the light of the world. That's right. We're declaring that he is the servant. That's right. And what he tells us, uh, what he exhorts us to do, which is to spread the good news, to not be a light that's hid under a bushel, but that's on a hilltop that is bringing light to the world. That's right. So we're called to, Yeshua is the light of the world, but calls us to be A light. He says, you're the light of the world. You're the light light of the the world.
0: world. You're the light of the world. You're the salt of the earth. You can't be hidden. Let your light so shine before men that they might see your good works and then glorify your father in heaven. And
1: it's built into this observance every night. That's right. We light an additional candle so the room gets brighter and brighter and brighter. Don't you see how great this is? This is why you should be doing this also. That's right. Because we're remembering Yeshua as the light of the world and that handoff—you're the light of the world. Amen. You're the light of the world. Now John, your servants.
0: Before we run out of time, let's look quickly at that John 10 passage. Right? We said Jesus, Yeshua, celebrates Hanukkah. Well, how do we know that? And this is found in John 10, uh, chapter uh, verse 22. Excuse me, and it says. Then came the Feast of Dedication, remember Hanukkah is the Feast of Dedication, at Jerusalem and it was winter. Well, some people say, well, maybe it was Sukkot. That could have been called a Feast of Dedication too. No, we know it was Hanukkah because it was winter, not fall feast time. And it says, and Jesus was in the temple courts walking in Solomon's colonnade. And maybe you're wondering, why is that in there? Why why does the author, why does John take special care to tell us Jesus is not only in the temple, but walking in Solomon's portico, Solomon's colonnade. And it says, the Jews who were there gathered around Yeshua saying, how long will you keep us in suspense? If you're the Messiah, tell us plainly. And Jonathan, to understand what's going on here, we need to think back to this historical account called Maccabees that was written again, recounting the story of the Feast of Dedication. And if you remember, the pig's blood made the stones of the altar ceremonially unclean. So even though the temple was rededicated, stones covered in the blood of swine cannot be used ever again to worship the Lord. But these were holy stones. These were the stones of the altar itself. What to do? Well, the book of Maccabees tells us, it's a historical account that these stones were pushed to a corner of the temple in Solomon's portico. And it's written in the book of Maccabees that the leaders in the Jewish community said, one day when the Messiah comes, he'll tell us what to do with these stones. And so here's a Yeshua in the temple during Hanukkah, standing at Solomon's portico and the people are saying, if you're the Mashiach, if you're the one we're waiting for, tell us plainly. And Jesus yeah. of course says, I-, I told you it's clear by the works that I do that I'm the Messiah, but many of you don't have eyes to see it.
1: Yeah. And if you're the Messiah, tell us what to do with these stones. Exactly. They've been sitting here for 160 years. Right. So much. Years. If we
0: understand the Hebrew context of the New Testament scriptures, they come alive.
1: Yeah. G- great bringing that up, Ezra. What, it really lends context. Right. So interesting that Hanukkah it is not mentioned in the, the Old Testament, but it clearly is in the New. That's right. Very intentionally, very purposefully. It is mentioned, and it's a great holiday to observe uh, because Yeshua, it's just, it's filled with symbolism that points to Yeshua. So uh, we encourage you to uh, get your Hanukkah, find your candles somewhere else. We don't have the candles, but put them in the Hanukkah. And if you have kids, grandkids, gather around together and remember Yeshua as the light of the world and his command to us that we're to be a light and darkness and as servants were to spread the good news of messiah and bring light in darkness Amen. that falls on you jonathan the oil that was far
0: from enough it was it was woefully insufficient for the task at hand became not only enough but even a little more than enough And I see that repeated in the scriptures, Yeshua offering, you know, the the loaves and fishes, this little boy has something that barely could feed a family, but in God's hands, it feeds thousands and there's enough left over for each one of the disciples to take a basket home. It's this idea that when we offer what we have to the Lord, right, It's, it's never enough for the God of heaven and earth, but he can make it enough. Yeah. He can miraculously expand what we offer him out of sincerity of heart. That's he what can. I think of in the Hanukkah season. I,
1: yeah, and I think of miracles. This is a, this yeah. is a holiday that uh, is proclaiming miracles. The that's miracle right. of survival, the miracle of victory, the miracle of provision, the miracle of expansion. Miracle, miracle, miracle. You know, the, the founders of the modern state of Israel, particularly David Ben-Gurion, mm-hmm was not never claimed to be a believer he was an atheist he said he was an atheist but he believed in miracles he said you can't (laughs) you can't witness the restoration of the modern state of israel and not believe in miracles that's right now he doesn't specifically mention god he mentions miracles though Hmm. The, the the history of the jewish people is a history of miracles it's a miracle that god revealed himself to abraham and preserved Abraham. It's a it's a miracle that the Jewish people survived the Exodus out of Egypt against overwhelming odds. It's an absolute miracle that God restored the Jewish people from the Babylonian exile. That's right. It's a miracle that the Jewish people survived the Holocaust. That's right. Miracle, miracle, miracle. It's a modern miracle that the state of Israel, after it was declared, survived uh, outnumbered sixty to one. Uh, the their surrounding enemies of Israel thought that they would uh, be uh, pushing Israel into the sea in a matter of days. Right. It's a miracle that Jerusalem was restored in 1967. This is a miracle-working God. The history Amen. of the Jewish people is about miracles, and Hanukkah is about miracles. That's
0: right. Even Jesus in the temple, we just read a few minutes ago from John 10, right? They said, if you're if you're the Messiah, if you're the one we've waited for, tell us
1: clearly. And he says, the miracles that I did should tell you clearly who I am. I, I hope you're beginning to see how God worked through Hanukkah, mm-hmm. this feast of dedication and how he's still working in our lives today. Would you please pray about joining us as a Shalom partner today? We'll send you the Hanukkah, We'll send you a little booklet I did on Hanukkah. We have some other materials we wanna get into your hands. Please don't miss this opportunity. Here's how to get involved.
2: It's the time of year to celebrate God's faithfulness revealed through so many miraculous victories. Hanukkah, Feast of Dedication. That's actually the name of a booklet by Jonathan Burnus that explains the origin of the holiday and how it relates to Christmas. You'll wanna keep it close by as you light your very own Hanukkiah. Pewter-toned with gold-toned accents, this nine-branched menorah, an original design exclusive to Jewish Voice Ministries, will be a focal point of your own Hanukkah celebration. For your gift of $40 to support the ministry and work of Jewish Voice, Jonathan will send you both the booklets and the inspiringly beautiful Hanukkah. Choose to become a new monthly Shalom Partner for $50 a month or more, and we'll send you a beautiful crystal dreidel. The Hebrew letters on the four sides say, a great miracle happened here. Inside the dreidel is a vial of oil commemorating the Hanukkah miracle of lighting the temple for eight full days. New Shalom Partners will receive the booklet, the Hanukkah and this beautiful dreidel, ready to celebrate the Festival of Lights. It would be our joy this holiday season to welcome you as a new Shalom partner, and be assured your financial support in these troubled times goes much further than you could even imagine.
1: One of the best ways that you can live out your calling as a Christian is to be a witness to the Jewish people as a committed monthly Shalom partner. When you give monthly, 100% of your donations will go directly to our ministry work. Let's work together in seeing all Israel saved so we can be the greatest witness of Jesus the world has ever known. Please prayerfully consider joining us as a Shalom Partner
2: today. Gifts from Shalom Partners go 100% toward ministry work, please. Call this toll-free number. Friendly operators will answer all your questions. Scan the QR code or mail your most generous gift to the address on the screen. If you prefer, you can give securely online at jewishvoice.tv. On behalf of the many Jewish people standing on the threshold of eternity, thank you so much.
1: I want to say it again. I said it before, I want to say it again. I can't say it enough god is a miracle working god that's right miracles are an everyday occurrence uh, with god and all we need to do is to trust him to reach out to ask and uh, he wants to do a miracle in your life whatever you fill in the blank we want to agree with you as we pray now to a miracle working god so let's just join together lord we thank you that you're a miracle working god we thank you that hanukkah uh, is filled with miracles, miracles of expansion, miracles of provision, miracles of of conquering, of overcoming uh, victory. And we speak victory into people's lives. Father, we pray for families, we for restoration of families during this holiday season, we pray for salvation, for family salvation, we pray for divine provision. We thank you, Lord, for healing. Lord, the report of the doctors is overruled by the report of your word that says, by the wounds of Messiah, we are healed. So receive your miracle now in Yeshua's name, in Jesus' name. If you'd like more information about our ministry, you can log on to Jewish Voice, one word, jewishvoice.tv. You can also send us your prayer request right on the website we have a team here at Jewish Voice that's committed to praying for your requests by name. And we believe in the power of prayer and we believe that God cares about you and we care about you. It's, it's, it's a God that's alive today. The same God of Hanukkah wants to touch you. As we close our program, I wanna remind you also to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Psalm 122.6 exhorts us to pray for Israel and the Jewish people, and I encourage you to do that. And until next time, this is Jonathan Burness along with Ezra Benjamin saying shalom and God bless you. I was recently made aware of an alarming statistic. Listen to this now six out of 10 Americans today don't currently have a will or trust, and another thing 30 to 35% are either poorly written or outdated. Because of your financial support to our ministry, we're able to provide you with independent, professional advice to help you develop a will or trust at no cost to you. Go to jvmi.org forward slash trust to learn more.